This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and have another Community Waikato person with me, Kim Cable. Welcome. Kia ora, thank you. You have been community uh, com- Communications and Marketing Manager with Community Waikato for quite a number of years now. I have, I think maybe 10. Yeah, yeah, a little while. And you're also with um, Waikato Tainui. Tainui Group Holdings. Tainui Group Holdings, also um, in a very similar space doing this kind of stuff. So we're really lucky to have you and your expertise here. And I think particularly for the community and social service sector, you're actually an expert in that space. And it's a little bit different maybe from other types of communications and marketing, although I'm sure the theory behind it is all kind of the same. It is. So the theory is definitely the same, but um, we have different languaging in our sector. We don't talk about Customers, yeah, or clients, um, or, or clients, and we also don't have the same budgets necessarily that some of the bigger organisations in the for-profit world have. That's a very, very good point. Um, so today we're going to have a conversation, you know, being at the beginning of the year around developing communications or a marketing plan and what sorts of things you might want to consider depending on sort of budget size and, and the likes as well. Let's start with a marketing plan. First of all, can you let us know what it, like what is a marketing plan per so se? A marketing plan is exactly that, a plan for how you're going to do your marketing. And um, What do we mean by marketing? Marketing might be your, your promotion and development of your brand and how you're going to get your messaging across to your audience. Cool. Um, so for any big project that you have, a pl- I think most people know a plan is a good idea. So it's like a roadmap of how you're going to get there. Yeah. Before you launch into your activities, it's a good idea to plan out actually what is it we're trying to achieve first and that sets the um, the direction. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what a marketing plan is. Um, it's a great idea to look at your marketing plan at the start of the year or maybe the end of the year before. You might already have a marketing plan so you might be looking at it to make sure it still aligns with your organisational um, strategic priorities. Yep. Some organisations will be looking at their strategic priorities for the year so it's a good time to then do your marketing plan following that just to make sure there's alignment. Um, and if you don't have a marketing plan then definitely it's a great idea to have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what a marketing plan might include. So if you haven't done one before, it's a good idea to look at your environment um, that you're working under and if there's anything you have to take into account. So some people have called this kind of a SWOT analysis or a SOAR analysis where you're looking at... Or a PESL analysis. Yeah, there's (laughs) lots of different tools you can use to look Mm. at your environment. So you're looking at things like um, strengths and opportunities and opportunities... Weaknesses can often be turned into opportunities. Um, you're looking at things like what your budget is and your staffing. Yeah. Because that will definitely determine what actions you can do. You might not have a TV advertisement budget. Um, most of us won't. Most of us <laughs> won't. Um, and you also might not have a lot of staff that can help implement the actions or 
there might be opportunities to bring in volunteers that might be going to help. So you look at all of those types of things, and mm. they help you determine realistic a- activities that your organisation can do. And I suppose you also need to think about, uh, I'm going to say who your market is, and I, I'm, I'm using that word deliberately, yes. but I mean, who, who are your key stakeholders? Who do you connect with? Absolutely. So then how do they? How are they likely to be communicated with? Like if, if yes. you're trying to connect with young people, putting something on mainstream TV probably won't connect with them. Because yes. that's not where they are. Absolutely. So the yeah. next two parts of your marketing plan is one, you first you set your objectives. Yeah. So what is it that you're trying to achieve? And you might have a um, a project, for example, a workshop that your organisation is delivering, and an objective might be to sell tickets to that workshop. Yeah. Um, but then you need to frame your objectives in a smart way. So you've heard of kind of make it sure it's specific and measurable and yeah. achievable and realistic, all those types of things. Um, so a smart objective would be to sell 50 workshop tickets by June. So you've put a yeah. number on it and a time, and that means then you can measure yeah. how well you've done. Yeah, And those objectives will be set by what you need to achieve for your organisation. So 50 mm. tickets might be the, the ultimate number to cover your costs. Um, but it has to be realistic at the same time. So it's about knowing your audience. So then the yeah. next part of that is to identify who your target audiences are. And for not-for-profits, we have to often have a huge list of potential mm-hmm. audiences. So we've got our stakeholders, which may be our funders, um, people that are kind of have have some kind of interest in how well we do. But then there's the people we serve as well. So that might be, I don't know, the homeless community or... Yeah. You know, single parents or single parents or yeah yes yeah. and then once you've identified your target audience it's about trying to put yourself in their shoes i guess or talk to them and understand them so that you can communicate in a way that's that's going to actually reach them yeah so yes so you know are they on social media do they use facebook do they read the local paper um Think about all those things, and then that helps you to determine which channels yeah. you're going to use to reach them. You know, it, it's interesting because social media is—it's been a great space actually for not-for-profits to communicate um, in a really affordable way. Um, although, you know, you obviously can promote posts, and there's some value in doing that too. Yeah. But can you tell me how, like, how challenging is it with the? change in platforms like you know so it's Facebook but then there's Insta and then there's Pinterest and then there's you know TikTok and then there's a whole lot of other ones I don't even know Meteor no was it Minotaur or something there are a lot and um, because most of us are quite uh, time poor in our sector I wouldn't try to dive in and cover all social media and the truth is not necessarily all our target audience you know, it's not appropriate necessarily to be yeah. on all those platforms. Facebook still is the, the the most used social media platform. Yeah, and it's fairly um, what's what's a word like mainstream, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um. So if you're going to be on social media, that's one platform that you're probably likely to be on. And then the others, it just it depends really on depends your on your audience. So yeah. is TikTok appropriate for your audience? It could be, especially if you have kind of Youth. A younger audience, yeah. But um, if you're Instagram, working with seniors, maybe it's not. Maybe not. And yeah. Instagram, if you've got content that's really great um, in terms of its visual, visual. 
yeah um but i wouldn't try and do everything yeah uh, it it would be a full-time gig and you're not necessarily going to reach your audience anyway so just really look at who your audience is and what's appropriate for them yeah, and, and how often would you have a conversation with the with your audience generally to try and determine what those platforms should be? Uh, you mean talk directly yeah, to them? Yeah, like I mean, is that is that the way to kind of determine how best to put your resources? Maybe, or you can just do research straight into those social media. Um, there, there's lots of co- uh, information out there about who those social media platforms serve and you can make some judgment calls and then once you've used it for a while you can you can really see if your engagement levels are going well could you talk to me a little bit about how you get data from some of those um more digital type of marketing yeah so the great thing about online is that you get really good information back so you can go into insights and see um how effective your posts are so you can look at your reach and your engagement so engagement might be how many times people they might like your post or they might yeah. comment on it or they might share it um, and engagement is is the ultimate that's what you're trying to achieve and reach um, bearing in mind that some types of posts will have more engagement and you don't necessarily just want to create posts that people are going to click on you want to build your brand on social media so you don't just want to always for example be funny yeah um or put out fluffy animals and put out (laughs) fluffy animals people might love fluffy animals but that doesn't necessarily build your brand so you want to have a variety of types of posts that really reflect who you are and sometimes you might need to be serious and informative sometimes funny sometimes you know, yeah. just, just all different types of posts and, and realising that those light, fluffy ones might get the most engagement, but you don't want to... That shouldn't drive what populates your That's posts. right. That's right. Because yeah. that doesn't necessarily help build your brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I realise we're drilling down a little bit into the detail. So if we just sort of roll back a little bit and, yep. and we've got... Um, in terms of the development of this marketing plan, we've started off with a, an understanding about what it is we want to achieve. Um, yep. We've done a SWOT analysis, so we, we're understanding our strengths, our weaknesses, opportunities, threats, you know, those sorts of things. Yes. Um, we've then, what was the... Objectives. Ob- yes, so identifying some measurable objectives, yep. smart objectives. And those objectives are what you'll keep coming back to. Yeah. Um, and they might tweak if your strategic priorities of your organisation change yeah yeah so they are if you achieve those things when you're measuring results then you know you've been successful this is probably a how long's a piece of string argument or question but Mm -hmm. you know is there an optimal number of objectives like i imagine 300 in a team of of five is probably excessive like but do you you know do you ever sort of think about or work to what is I would probably only have four or five objectives. Yeah, okay, cool. Yep. And so they're kind of higher level objectives but in? Or? bear in mind, this is kind of the overarching marketing plan for your yep. organisation. But then you could have different marketing plans or campaigns around, around that. So, f- yep. so for something like our, com- our conference that we had last year, I developed a specific marketing plan for that. Yes. And there were specific conference objectives. Yep. and maybe just three or four. And then you might have another project and it could have its own kind of marketing plan specifically yeah. for that. And when you're doing that, those perhaps um, separate marketing plans, um, I suppose ensuring that you're 
brand messaging still it actually all contributes to strengthening that rather than diluting it absolutely so you're not starting from scratch you've got yeah. this overarching marketing plan and you're not kind of going off in a completely different direction yeah. so you've still got your overarching strategic priorities for your organization and they haven't changed yeah um just this particular project is helping to achieve those in a specific way if yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah at what point um, do you come back and just sort of check on how you're progressing against some of those objectives? Once you've implemented your plan, you should then me- be measuring results. Um, so the next part would be setting the time frame, so how yeah. long is the campaign going to run, and then getting into the tactics. So those are the, the fun things of, okay, what is it we're actually going to do? Yeah. Um, and you can develop an action plan for that, and your action plan is probably where you'll spend most of your time. You know, you might have an action plan over a few months. Okay, yeah, I'm going to start by doing a brochure and then we're going to do a few email newsletters and they'll go out on these days. Yeah, We might do a Facebook campaign. We might do, you know, you, you can brainstorm with your team all the different things that you can potentially do, bearing in mind your budget and your time. Yeah. Um, and, and also... Also, the impact on the people you're communicating with. I was really, um, you know, appreciate your thinking around the weekly bulletin that we put out and that you didn't want to spam our people who we have on a communications um, list. That's right. So so we we were sending out um, kind of ad hoc communications when people asked us to pass their information on. We were. And instead of doing that, we've decided to pull it all together in one weekly bulletin where we put lots of different notices in. I did wonder whether weekly was too much for people, but it, you know, you can gauge from your audience and how your list is growing. And it turns out that weekly for us, for that particular messaging, is, is good. Mm. It works well. So it's kind of community Waikato and community sector news. Yeah. And we just give a, a little taste of what's happening. And if people want to find out more, they can click on that post mm. and find out more. And, of course, you can then also determine how many people have clicked on what posts. Yes, I can. because it's all online, I know exactly who's opened the email. I know how many times they've opened it. I know which things they've clicked on. Do you know how long it's been open for? Like... You know, because there's a difference between clicking and going, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, from the email newsletter, I haven't looked at that information, but from our website, we can see, like, who's arrived and then who's left straight away right. or who's actually clicked on more pages and yep. gone on a bit of a journey. Yeah, that's And that is really helpful information, isn't it? Yes. Um, so the weekly bulletin, if we just sort of talk a little bit about um, our marketing um, to give people a bit of a sense, that weekly bulletin is what's also helpful about that is it's that very regular um, touch point with the people that we work with, our key stakeholders, from funders through to, you know, the, the people who use our services, yes. you know, everybody. But then we've got a quarterly um, communication as well. Yes, so the quarterly is um, more of a, it's more like a booklet with articles rather than just little posts that have little messaging. And it, it's generally themed. So we call it Kumara Vine, our quarterly um, newsletter. And we pull together articles that are of interest to our sector. So, for example, our last one, we did the 12 tips of Christmas and we yeah. had different things that people might want to put in place at the end of the year or the start of the next year. Yeah. Um, we've had a wellbeing issue and we've had women and empowerment issue. 
So, um, yes, yeah, so that's quarterly, and that's a lot more of a read. So it's articles, but people can still, I still send it out online, and people can still pick and choose which articles they're most interested in. Um, yeah, and then the weekly bulletin, it does go to our stakeholders. There's quite a few people that follow it purely because they're interested of what's happening in the sector. They might not necessarily be working in the sector. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got quite a few councillors on the list, and, yeah, it's got a good a good base of people that we send it to. Yeah, no, and I think that's it's, a, it's really interesting looking at the difference in the type of communication that each of those brings. And, yeah. Um, and I think that that's really smart when people are looking at their marketing plan, thinking about what is it they're trying to do with each communication yeah and there's room to develop more communications if we really wanted to target a specific group Mm. uh, which we have thought about before but for now it's the weekly bulletin and the quarterly newsletter and then in between if we've got a notice that we really just want to let people know we can send that out on its own yeah it doesn't happen often doesn't happen often and and there's that whole risk of watering down um yeah you know people actually reading our stuff and we've got quite a high engagement rate haven't we we do yeah we've got good um yeah people are opening and reading and we get good feedback from people as well yeah yeah we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about communications and how that differs a little bit from marketing it's all part of a subset but yeah so um yeah we'll be back with you very shortly Got back from the border And what I saw Made me know for sure We're out of order I had a dream about New Orleans Jackson Square I heard a prayer down in New Orleans On the run there's life for living But the people there They just don't care Living their life like a millionaire down on the border You'll never see me in old Iran The women there don't know who I am in old Iran And I never will go to Singapore the people there will cut your hair in Singapore. On the streets, there's a life of plenty. About the never know, about the freedom show. They're living in darkness years ago, down on the border.
down at the border. Uh, I've got Kim here with me from Community Waikato talking today about communications and marketing. Kim's been with us for many years um, doing this work and um, also, you know, you've, you've also done quite a bit of training for our sector around communications and marketing as well, um, which has been fantastic because... You know, a lot of us um, as organisations don't have the luxury of having a, a cable on the staff. <laughs> so people have to do it without, um, you know, the, the academic background that you have in it. Yep. And it's challenging, eh? It is challenging. Um, yeah, some people just find themselves wearing the marketing hat, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is the way our sector rolls. That's right. Or the social media hat. Like sometimes yep. we can even be a little too limited perhaps with our understanding or thinking about how we, you know, market ourselves. Yeah. Can you tell me what's the difference between um, marketing and a marketing plan and communications and a communication plan? So communications is a big part of marketing. So whenever you develop content, you're writing copy, which is, you know, could come under a communications role. But there are some people that specialise in communications, very strong kind of communications backgrounds. Yeah. Um, so communications is simply that, how you're going to communicate a message to your audience. Yes. Uh, and so it's a subset of your marketing plan, and your marketing yeah. plan also includes your, your branding and various other yes. elements. Yeah, yeah. Your, your marketing collateral, yeah. um, your brand, all, all those types of things. But yeah. a big component of marketing is, is writing, I guess, and developing copy. Yeah. Um, so whether it's like a media release or... Um, copy for your website or your brochure that's kind of communication so again it comes back to thinking about your target audiences yes and um, being quite clear around what your key messaging is that you want those audiences to receive so they won't all necessarily get the same message so you might have an example oh, What's an example, Holly? Um, <laughs> like of a message we're trying to get across. Perhaps um, we've seen some changes in legislation around incorporated societies. That's right. So not everybody on your database may be interested in that message, but you, you know your managers of your um, incorporated societies incorporated societies definitely would be interested in yep. that. So that could be a key message that you're targeting that particular group with that key message. Yes, it might be that you've got people on low income and you might want to let them know that we are offering free services. Yes. Um, you know, so you're, you're tailoring your message to your audience and, and really thinking that through. And then you're also thinking about your tone of voice. I was going to ask about tone because I thought if you've got four or five different people contributing to communications, they could sound really different. They could sound different. Um, sometimes it's, it's okay to... Um, speak in the tone of voice that's appropriate to your audience, audience but still looking like you're part of your organization so i think we saw some really good communications around the covid pandemic and some of the organizations here i mean they've turned out marketing collateral and the languages of all the people that they serve i mm. think uh, cote pacifica may have been one yes. of them that had dozens of different pamphlets all written in the appropriate languages for their audience and that's great that's a real Mm. Um, good example of targeting your, your messaging so that it actually is received. Yes. Um, and not just easy for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so in terms of developing a, a strong marketing, um, oh, sorry, communications plan, understanding your audience is obviously really key. Yes. Understanding the platforms you're going to use is really important. Are yes. there other considerations? 
Um, so audiences, platform. I mean, it's just all the same things that are in your marketing plan. So you're looking at your objectives and yeah. your audience. What's a pr- what's the right messaging for them at the right time? Yeah. Um, so you 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 do need to think about you know timing for for different audiences and budget. It always comes into it as well. Um, in terms of budget, like, is there a is there an optimal amount in terms of uh, you know? Uh, how much revenue you have to how much you should put into marketing because I know as a sector we've often kind of put nothing into it yeah there's no magic answer as to how much you should spend Um, but the less budget you have often the more time you need to give Um, there's always opportunities for free promotional um, channels but that takes time. So, for example, organisations out there in our sector, they can send their information to Community Waikato and get it included yes. in the weekly bulletin. And there's a few other free yeah. listing-type places, libraries. Um, yeah. They could create flyers in-house and deliver them to people's letterboxes, but that takes a lot of time. Yeah. So the more budget you have, the more you can um, achieve, really. Um, and it's nice to have budget occasionally, especially to get things graphically designed. And yeah, uh, but there's no magic number. I think funders are understanding more and more the need for marketing and communications. It's not a nice to have. No. So the for-profit world have understood marketing and communications yes. for a long time, and they understand that when the going gets tough, that's often a really good time to be investing in marketing. Yes. Um, because it's all about positioning themselves against their competition. Now, we don't think in terms of competition, but we still do need to position ourselves to receive funding. Um, Yeah, and also if people don't know services exist, they can't access services. Yeah, and it's often when the going is tough that we're needed more. And often by people who who have less likelihood of knowing about those services. Yes. You know, because you suddenly get a whole lot of new people. We saw that with COVID and the food um, need. Um, we're still getting requests for food on our Facebook page each yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so really, I mean, we've only got another minute. Okay. <laughs> so if we can distill everything we've talked about to a couple of like key points, what would be your top tip or have, top tips? Have a marketing plan. Have one, yep. Yeah. Set your objectives first before you dive into doing your actions. Otherwise, you'd just be running around really busy, but not really knowing if you're achieving what it is that you need to achieve. Fantastic. I mean, that's that's really good advice. And then um, measure it. Measure it. At the end, have, you know, especially if it's like our conference, we had a day where we all came together and looked at how did we do. And that helps you. Um, for next time. Yeah. So, you know, there's some things that worked well, some things that could have been better. And so you've got to ask yourself some hard questions then too, eh? Yeah. And be so willing to go, actually, we didn't, it didn't work well for us. And that's okay for yeah. it to not work. Um, you just ideally don't put lots of money into things that haven't worked. Or, yet, or not a second time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that's really helpful. Um, and of course, you know, if people want to know more, you can always reach out to us. But um, when you're developing your own marketing plans, make sure you put in there, um, getting in touch with Kim when you need communications to go out through the weekly bulletin. Yes. <laughs> and of course, let us know if you want to come on and do a show with us here at um, Connect with Community Waikato. That's us for another week. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. You've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato, Free FM 89.0.
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.